My name's Jana and I'm a trainee psychological wellbeing practitioner. I read the Clinical Psychologist Collective book. I found it really interesting about all the different stories um, and how people got to become a clinical psychologist. It just amazed me how many different routes there are to get there and there's no perfect way to become one. And this kind of filled me with confidence that no, I'm not doing it wrong and put less pressure on myself. So if you're feeling a bit uneasy about becoming a clinical psychologist, I definitely recommend this just to put um, yourself at ease and everything will, will be okay. But trust me, you will not put the book down once you start. If you're looking to become a psychologist, then let this be your guide. With this podcast at your side, you'll be on your way to being qualified. It's the Aspiring Psychologist Podcast with Dr. Marianne Trent. Welcome along to the Aspiring Psychologist podcast. Let's think today about presentations. Now, presentations are something which can be a big part of your journey, not only as an aspiring psychologist, but as a qualified psychologist too. Um, so when I um, was working in um, in the NHS most recently, um, we would um, present, um, you know, information at multidisciplinary team meetings about clients or, um, you know, situations that we were working with. And it's important that you're able to get your information across Cross concisely and in a way that helps the audience to, you know, understand what it is you're telling them and why, you know, what the outcomes would be. So it can be useful when we're doing um, case discussions in that way to perhaps think about opening up with what you're looking for from this situation. This can also be useful for supervision as well. So certainly as the as my career has advanced, um, you learn to use supervision for helping stuckness. You know, there might be a specific question that you want to answer from supervision. So I would often, you know, begin my presentation, um, my communication with what I'm looking to gain. So, you know, I'm really hoping that, you know, out of today, um, the outcome would be that I find a way to work through this problem that feels a bit stuck. So I'd welcome your opinion on why um, why this stuckness might have um might have cropped up and what um, I and we can do with the client to help to help shift that and to have a different outcome. And, um, you know, the same is true um, in MDT meetings as well. So if I want something specific, if I want, um, you know, for example, a referral to psychiatry or I would like um, another member of the MDT to think about assessing them, then I'm, you know, 
I'm beginning my communication with that so that as people are listening to what I'm saying, um, they can be weighing up for themselves whether they think that is a useful um a useful intervention, a useful next step. So it's always useful to have that, um, yeah, the direction of travel, you know, the intended destination as you are, um, as you're starting it. Um, and other types of presentations, of course, will include something a bit more PowerPointy um, or a bit more Canva. I much prefer Canva. Canva is so whizzy. Um, if you've not checked out Canva yet, then please do um, grab a link in my in my show notes. Um, okay, so why might you need to do a presentation as an aspiring psychologist? I hear you cry. Well, I have um, had a number of times when when I've been called to interview, um, I have been asked to prepare a presentation. Um, And for some of you that may may leave you, you know, quaking in your boots and just thinking, no, I hate presentations. So what I'm hoping um, that we get out of today is to help you feel more confident both in putting together your presentation, practicing it, and then, you know, smashing it out the park when you give it. I'm a little bit outside normal limits because I actually really enjoy a presentation, um, which is perhaps why I've ended up doing podcasts and things, because I don't mind speaking. You know, if um, you're in a group exercise and someone says, well, who's going to feed back to the group? I'm like, I'll do it. I'm all right with that. Um, People are like, oh, we've got Marianne in the group. She doesn't mind speaking. (laughs) But there's, of course, something empowering about encouraging yourself to do things that might feel a little bit uncomfortable, you know, feeling the burn and doing it anyway. So let me help you know, inspire you to be able to do presentations um, yourself so that you don't always have to ask the chatty one in the group to help um, support you with that. So the first of my techniques is um, we're going to just put a little bit of structure together when we're creating the presentation. So what we're going to do is we're going to tell people what we're going to tell them before we then tell them it. Um, So the first strategy is tell them what you're going to tell them. Obviously not in full detail, but you're just giving a little bit of structure. Um, Even if it's a 10 minute presentation, you know, I'm taking people through what we're going to do. So if I was going to give you, you know, the plan for today's podcast episode, I'd be saying, you know, welcome along to this session on thinking about optimizing your presentations. I'm just going to break down the structure of what to expect from what we're going to achieve within our time together. So the um, the way that that's going to look is I'm going to share with you um, three um, sections, three top tips um, to be able to, you know, supercharge what you're doing um, and get the maximum benefit from it. And then there's going to be, you know, I don't know, there'll be an opportunity for questions, um, 
I'm then going to summarise what we've spoken about, think about the main take-home learning points, and then there will be an opportunity for questions at the end. So I hope you'll find this a really useful overview. Now, of course, as a one-way communication device of a podcast, I'm not going to be able to get your feedback on whether this was useful, but that's the kind of thing I'd be saying in, um, in a presentation situation for real. So, yeah, we're telling them what we're going to tell them. And for the next two tips, I'm going to come back to you just after this break. Hope you find it useful. If you're looking to become a psychologist, then let this be your guide. Filled with lessons and experience that will help you get I'm Jo and I work as an assistant practitioner in a CAM service in Lancashire. I bought and read Marianne's book, The Clinical Psychologist Collective, to accompany me while completing the clinical psychology training application. It proved to be really good company. I found it sparked ideas of how to build experience and skills, but more than that, it offered the chance to get lost in people's stories. It provided a timely reminder not to get so caught up in an end goal and to value and enjoy each job we fulfill along the way. Because the work we do now is important and matters to those we sit alongside, as well as ourselves. It also gave the reassurance that there are eclectic routes into clinical psychology, which is important for me as someone who's had a meandering journey and not a typical route to the profession. I wholeheartedly recommend the book for both personal and professional reasons. Be prepared to put evening tasks on hold for a while though, because once you've started reading, it's tough to put it down. Welcome back. So we covered before the break, we covered our first top tip um, for the structure of our presentations. Um, And that was we're going to tell them what we're going to tell them. The second top tip is that we are then going to tell them. 
<laughs> we're going to tell them the stuff that we're going to, we've told them we're going to tell them. Um, this is a lot of telling, isn't it? Um, so I often think the best way to do this is not by putting all the information on every slide. That is the way to lose me. If you are standing in front of me reading what is on the slide, then I am going to be busy doing other stuff in my mind because I've already read it probably before you've started even talking. So I've gained my um, important points and it feels like there's less need to listen to what you're saying. So when you're structuring any visual aids with your presentation, I would make them look in engaging I would have a keyword or two on there if only to aid your memory of what you're going to say but do not put all the content in the slides and do not read from the slides because that is gonna lead to a zoned out audience especially in these um, zoom times that we've got so if you're doing it via zoom you're gonna have people in the background <laughs> playing on their iPads whilst listening to you and we want you to be communicating to your audience really well we want um, people to be really in in tune and engage with what you're saying and really wanting to be on board to learn what you're saying so as you're talking you might want to use any relevant references um, to help uh, to help you back up your points um, to demonstrate your theory. Um, I often think even if it is, um, you know, for example, uh, a presentation where you're talking about, um, you know, your clinical suitability for a role. So you might be talking about some work that you did with a client. Um, I often think it's still useful to drop in the odd reference here and there, um, especially because you're, you know, you're striving to be an academic. Um, it shows that you are, you know, well versed in linking theory and practice. So that's another useful thing. Um, if you've got, um, if it is linked to um, an some outcomes that you did it can be useful to to think about um you know putting together some graphs that demonstrate your progress with the client uh, demonstrate the effectiveness of whatever the intervention that you're discussing is um i'm a big fan of a beautiful um presentation theme so i used to have my go-to um, presentation theme for powerpoint um but yeah it's just a whole lot more beautiful and easier to to create in canva and you can still download as um, a powerpoint um, from canva if you need to or you can just download it as pdf so um, yeah just check out canva if you haven't already like i said there's a link in the comments um, it is ace it's going to change your world you can also put videos in there as well if you wanted to add snippets or jingles you know i love a jingle um, so yeah thinking about engaging your audience and thinking about um, giving them something to look at um, you know something to listen to which might be you or it might be some other stuff that you've got going on um, you know just trying to get as many of those um, senses activated you know as you can to get them as engaged as possible so we've uh, we've told them what we're going to tell them and then we've told them 
the stuff you know we've done it we've told them it and then the final point is we're going to tell them what we've told them um, we're going to just briefly summarize what we've spoken about and if there was any question um, for the presentation so you know um, demonstrate how you used an intervention to alleviate the distress of a client you worked with then that's the point where I'm going to be really drawing their attention to um, to the changes, so answering the question that you've been asked. Now, of course, if there is a specific question, then you might well pepper the appropriate words throughout when you're telling them as well from the middle section. But this summary is where you're demonstrating that you're answering the question um, and you're doing it in a succinct time balanced way that hopefully is enthusiastic and that not too anxious um, as a as a presentation style to watch so I think it can be really useful to have a practice um, by yourself in an empty room with a timer on um, just to check how you're doing for time. And it can also be useful if it's a really important presentation. It can also be useful to practice that with someone else in the room so that you get used to people, you know, hearing the words as they come out of your mouth. You might, if that feels a bit too exposing or you haven't got someone to ask, you might find it helpful to record it um, on Zoom um, so that you can see what it is like um, to take away some of that eek moments that you might have about, you know, talking in public, standing up. Um, so if you're going to be actually doing this presentation in person, it might be useful to just think about what you're going to be wearing, um, check that you're going to be comfortable, check that whatever you're wearing is going to help you bring your a game it's going to help you you know like we said about the millionaire um you know the millionaire interview experience we want to help you think that things are going well so your hair is looking like on point you're feeling good because we don't want any reasons to be feeling you know like we're exposed or vulnerable um at that moment so just making sure that you're you're feeling you know good enough um, ideally uh, about the situation that you're in when you are giving that presentation so it is short and sweet from us today but this is a special request someone had asked me to cover presentations and how they're important and how we can you know how we can optimize and maximize them so if you have got um, any specific requests then check out the link in um, in the show notes for how you can um get in contact um, to nominate any podcast topics because I want to make sure that this podcast is really useful for you whatever stage of your career you are at. Thank you so much for listening. Um, please do come and connect with me on my socials, LinkedIn, Dr. Marianne Trent, YouTube, Good Thinking Psychological Services, Facebook, Good Thinking Psychological Services, Twitter, Good Thinking PS1, and Instagram, Dr. Marianne Trent. Thank you again for being part of my world and for listening right to the end. We've just got a little bit coming up about the Compassionate Q&A series and then you can enjoy the jingle. Take care.
And like I said, if you'd like to get involved with um, your own story for the Aspiring Psychologist Collective, then do check out the details in the um, show notes for how you can request more information. But if you head to my um, website, which is goodthinkingpsychology.co.uk and then head to my books, there will be information there for you. Being well supported during any interview season is so important. I have therefore uh, planned some compassionate question and answer support sessions for you. You are absolutely welcome to come along to all of them, some of them, none of them. No need to book and here are the dates for you. Monday the 28th of February from 7.30pm. Monday the 21st of March, 7.30pm, Monday the 4th of April, 7.30pm and Monday the 9th of May, 7.30pm. And they will all be live streaming via my socials, uh, which includes Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn and Facebook. So you can absolutely pick your favourite platform and they'll all be available on replay as well. Hope you find it so useful and I will look forward to catching up with some of you then. Take care. If you're looking to become a psychologist, then let this be your guide. With this podcast at your side, you'll be on your way to being qualified. It's the Aspiring Psychologist Podcast with Dr. Marianne Trent. My name is Diakolola Amujo. I am a recent psychology graduate from Ireland. I am also an aspiring clinical psychologist. Dr. Marion's book, The Clinical Psychologist Collective, has been so helpful to me on this journey to becoming a clinical psychologist. As I plan to continue postgraduate studies in the UK, I found it extremely useful that this book provided in-depth information on the UK DeClinSci application process. I enjoyed reading about the experiences of both qualified and trainee clinical psychologists. The various narratives were my favorite part of the book as everyone's story was different and it provided amazing insights into the clinical psychology journey. I would definitely recommend this book to anyone interested in psychology and aspires to become a clinical psychologist.